What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB, Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is the Hello, Uncomfortable and Truth. welcome back to the Uncomfortable <laughs> Truth. My kids got some boxing gloves for Christmas. Oh. Yeah. Mom. <laughs> that, that is not anything I would ever give your kids. You know, you it's know, not something I thought they would want, but well, they kept I, telling us. I, I, wanting and, and having two different things. I mean, McCoy and, and Memphis... I can just see them literally we, killing we, each other. Yeah, we got to see Max and Miller get after it in the backyard. Yeah, really, it, it was awesome. It's now it's were pretty these like entertaining. Real boxing gloves. Yes, yeah, like real boxing gloves. Have y'all seen like those boppers that are like they're like this big and they blow up? You hit them and they come and back you at you. Stick your hands like oh. in, in them and they kind of look like big Hulk gloves, but okay. they're they're I think they're called boppers and. They're they're about the size of a, they're they're about almost twice the size of a basketball. And you put them on your hand. You yeah. one each. You blow them up, and and there's a spot underneath the bottom side where you literally just stick your hand in there. Okay. And they ba- basically you can hit people as hard as you want to, and <laughs> it doesn't hurt. And we That's used awesome. to play with them and have some serious bouts well, with, with them. At some point, it hurts because somebody's going to take a, a bopper off. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, continue. Kids got some boxing gloves <laughs> for Christmas. They, no, you're, uh, this is this is how intros go, right? Yeah. Um, they, they said, we want some boxing gloves for Christmas. This is my boys who are 11 and 8 at the moment, and mom and dad – Got them some boxing gloves. Cracks me up. Just they would we, they would have never gotten this. We could have asked for boxing gloves for ten years straight, and we wouldn't have got boxing gloves. That is yeah. the truth. Understandably, I wouldn't Man. have get my got my kids boxing gloves. No. So <laughs> recently, we're letting we're letting our boys kind of go at it a little bit more, just get some of that fire out of their system. Right. I mean, they they need to do that, but you sure. have to monitor right and and make sure. So the other day, we're sitting on the couch. This is kind of a separate story, but the boys start going after it and. And Courtney's like, stop. And I'm like, hey, but let, let's just let them go. And they sat and wrestled and fought for probably 10 to 15 minutes until one of them gets mad and then you break them up, you're done. We get in the we get in the living room last night, and most of the time I say go outside with those boxing gloves and don't come in here crying right? or just go to bed if you're going to cry or whatever. It's uncomfortable for them. And my youngest being three years younger – He's getting in there and he's fighting and he's holding his own for for three years, but in <laughs> in order for him to stay competitive, he's got to do a low blow or something. A high <laughs> blow. We say no hitting in the face. Okay. And uh, or below the waist. We haven't said that yet. Oh, but dang. I'll be <laughs> yeah, that's that's legal. Um, he he will sneak a, a face punch in there just to get a little time to get Memphis off of him. <laughs> And it is, I'm like, not in the head, buddy, not in the head. And he's like, okay, okay, bam. bam. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, and as as a, as the youngest, you got to. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. All and, right. You're the youngest. Yeah. I tormented you. Yeah, you did. Supposedly. No, you did. <laughs> he did. This w- is true. What would you have done if we were given boxing gloves at any point 
in our childhood? I know the answer. I know what my oh, answer yeah. is. He yeah. would wait till you were asleep. <laughs> yeah. He would put those boxing gloves on and he would lay you out <laughs> yeah. but you'd already been asleep. Yeah. The, the other the other alternative <laughs> is getting my butt whooped. You and I were not fairly matched in physical stature, even though we were two years apart. Like my two being three years apart, they're the youngest You're, one is true. fiery enough. Yeah. And to, he's stout. Yeah, and he's stout to keep up enough. If Memphis really wanted to, he would whoop him. Yeah. But Memphis kind of has my temperament. He's not going to lose it normally. Most of the time. Yeah. 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 I have one great punch. In your career with your brother? Yes. Yeah, I do too. Just one. Yeah, I, I have one. That's all. That's Sean, all I'm sorry you're not here to defend that's all, yourself. That's all I ever You want to make it too? He would agree. <laughs> he would? Okay. It, it was one great one, and he had it coming. And I don't. I think I was probably about 10. Yeah. So that would have made that's him probably, like 17. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. Oh, man. So, I forget there's that much difference. Between yeah. Them. So he's. That's he's, not even close he, to fair. It wasn't. You know, he and he absolutely tormented me. This, would, is, this is why we grow up, like, underhandedly trying to hurt our brothers when they don't <laughs> even know it's coming. He would hop on top of me, put put my arms under his knees. Yeah, this sounds really and, familiar. And he would get <laughs> Do this right here. right here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And, and I'm crying. I'm yeah. 10. I'm yeah. like, ah. Well, one day, I got my right arm loose. <laughs> and it was just a straight right. It was from the got, ground up. From the ground up okay. on the ground, straight right, straight right, boom, <laughs> right in the face. And it, it was like. <laughs> and Did you see that and, look go in and, his eye? And the slow fury coming yeah. back into, into me. And I'm like. And you're still I, down no, there. I'm not crying anymore. I'm thinking, oh, crap. No, I'm really going to die. Now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he grabbed both of my arms, my shoulder, my, the side of my arms, picked me up. And threw me <laughs> across our living room into my dad's recliner, and I took the cl- recliner, folded over, and I'm rolled boom right into the wall. And Did you get him run after that? I got up and just, mom, dad. <laughs> Man, <laughs> it was it was the I'll never forget it. You, you wonder know, like it was this one of my proud moments. A real know? thought in in a younger brother's head is like, I'm I'm gonna figure out how to kill this guy. <laughs> Like you have those thoughts in your head is like I'm all like when he's sleeping at night he's gonna die but I'm I'm not gonna get any satisfaction because I'm not gonna get to see the look on his face <laughs> so I can't do it that way <laughs> that's where this stuff comes from I got one good punch on him and here's the terrible part of that we were fighting one day and I popped him in the face one one time and I, he didn't even give me the satisfaction of getting angry about it he he was bleeding his nose is bleeding. And he just started laughing at me. It's <laughs> like, this is the worst thing that could have happened. I wanted you to get mad. I wanted you to be frustrated, chase me around the house, and then mom and dad would get over. How old were y'all? We were probably 11 and 13 or something like that. I really don't remember that. But yeah, I he didn't even remember it. memory. Like he about things in life. Yeah, he started laughing at me. And it That's makes funny. it worse that you still don't remember it. Sorry, bro. I mean, if I really it. did remember, I, I couldn't have lied to you. That's not what a brother does. Yeah. Not there. <laughs> But if you those, say so, okay. I think, I mean, there's a lot to do with, like, those are, like, how we're shaped, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think about this, um, and this kind of ties into what we'll go into, but we said forever, so Miller is like a bull in a china closet, Shane's oldest. Yeah. And she is rough, 
and likes to pick on all the boys. So Max is the next in age, but Max has always been way smaller than her. Mm-hmm. But they've grown up like siblings, and not like girl-boy siblings, like just, just siblings. siblings. Right. So those boxing gloves came out on Christmas at our parents' house, and they put them on and went outside. Yeah. <laughs> and we were all like, and Courtney, this is how Shane and Courtney raised Miller, they're like, He's going to finally get what she deserves because Max just getting to the point yeah. where, and it was. And the weight difference, like the weight difference on those two is probably 30 pounds. Yeah. What's Max weigh? 100. Yeah, it's 30 pounds, 30, 35 so pounds. So the, the difference was, and it was interesting to watch, is Miller's been tormenting Max on and off. They've had a good relationship, but on yeah. and off <laughs> since they've been kids. Well, Max is like, I might have an opportunity yes. to, to balance the scales. And he just, they were, in less than five minutes, they couldn't breathe. And imagine this Much is, less swing. This is the day before Christmas. And, like, all, all the adults, they're outside. All the adults are standing at the window watching these blows go back and forth. It, so, it was, awesome. they, was, it, was, it, was it good? Did it, either of them what, get any good blows? I think yeah, a few, but, you know, none of them really know how to box. Max is probably more naturally gifted when it comes to, like, Going, going straight. Punch right. The rest of them are like haymakers. Yeah, you know, all the way out, man. <laughs> there was a few. There yeah. was a few exchanged to where you could see it's like, and he never, he didn't <laughs> swing at her face, and she didn't swing at his. It was more body blows. Yeah, yeah. But there was a few in there, and then they were zapped. That's awesome. It was uh, super entertaining. If you if you haven't bought your kids boxing gloves yet, set a few mild parameters. Yeah. <laughs> Say. If you want to complain, go take it in the yard with the boxing gloves. I like that. And figure it out. I like that. No, we're good. Not, you know, you, you got to, they got to be toughened up a little bit. I hope. I agree. So. They do. You know, we had to. I'm going to yep. open us up in prayer and then Brandon's going to get going. Heavenly Father, we just thank for this day. Thank for the opportunity just to be here, uh, Lord, to, to speak of your word and be vulnerable with our brothers. Lord, I pray that uh, we honor you in all that we do and say. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So several years ago, I have the fortunate first name that I still love of Brandon. But as all of you know. Are you growing tired of it? No. Okay. No. Just making sure. But y'all might know where I'm going with this. You can always change your name and identity if you want to. I'm way past that. <laughs> <laughs> my, my identity is uh, rock solid in Christ. Okay. That's it. Okay. okay. Just making sure. So there became this thing called Let's Go Brandon. We don't have to dive into why, but we know it was a... Uh, a mix of words, okay, about yeah. something else about uh, our current president. And this is not a political statement or anything like that, okay? So, you know, kids hear things, and in the world we live in today, there's no three channels that you might catch it on the news. It's very likely, no matter how much you shield them, between school, YouTube, TV, conversations, they're going to hear stuff quickly. Mm-hmm. So as parents, we got to be more well equipped to know that this is not if it will happen, but when, and are we prepared? Uh, I mean, in, in in East Texas, one of the school board members might be wearing a uh, <laughs> "Let's Go Brandon" T-shirt. Very, that's very likely. very true. Just very likely. You know. <laughs> so it became kind of this running joke for a while of "Let's Go Brandon." When I was up to bat at a baseball game, or if a buddy of mine saw me walking across the parking lot, didn't matter. So it was inevitable it was going to become a conversation. Listen, it, how far out are we from that? Two years? Yeah. yeah. It still happens. Still we'll happens. go to tournaments. They can play with guys we've never played with before, and they're like, 
Your name's Brandon. They think it's original from <laughs> oh, the dugout. I mean, it, and it's it's I'm, a, a, I'm Obi Wan Kenobi. There yeah. you go. You've never heard that before, have you? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> never. It's original man. <laughs> so you need to start going, just walking around quoting Obi Wan. <laughs> I love it. I do it with my preteens on they, Wednesday nights. Oh yeah, because they they, they get it. You yeah. know, they're like one of them's name's Luke, and he's like. Luke Skywalker, yeah. you know, and yeah. he and he loves Star Wars. Okay. And he's like, How are you today, Obi Wan Kenobi? <laughs> I'm like, Luke Skywalker, I'm great. You know, and, and May the it, force be with yeah, you. Yeah. So it's it's very it's very prevalent, especially in my preteen class. I'm Obi Wan. So, so I had a genuine thought about not genuine. I had a thought about all of this. You know, my thought process was more geared toward, well, that's kind of what they deserved. Okay. And my daughter and I, Scout, are on our way to, uh, we do these things called uh, board meetings, which are basically where we have. Uh, what do y'all call them, though? Call them boar weenies. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this, is a fun, this is a true story, and this is why. My two-year, at the time, my two-year-old Lincoln knew that on Monday nights once a month, he didn't know this, but he knew that I wouldn't be home. And he and his mom were driving by because I was always at a school board meeting once a month. And she's like, he's like, where's daddy? It's precious. And she's like, he has a board meeting. In his brain, that was a bore weenie. So why daddy got to go to bore weenies all the time? <laughs> you know, that's really what was locked in his brain. We have it on video. It's the precious so thing. So now ever. it's all called bore weenies. So we have board meetings with our kids from a book we read, which is great, where it's quarterly one-on-one time. Yeah. And so... Me and Scout hop in the car. We haven't even left the driveway yet. And she brings up, or it comes up somehow, let's go Brandon. At this point, she's like nine, maybe eight, somewhere in there. And immediately, I'm like, oh, no. You know, how am I going to, you know, these awkward parent moments where you, yeah. you're never fully prepared, <laughs> even though you try to be. And I'm and I'm thinking what route I'm going to take to talk about how we think politically, blah, 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 blah. And, guys, she breaks me down, and she says, because I'm explaining to her what happened because she didn't know. She didn't know the context. She's like, mm. I think it's something bad, but I'm not sure. So I explained it to her because I, I I, try not to skirt around things that I want my kids to know the truth from me sure. before they hear the truth from the world. And she goes, I tell her age appropriately what happened. And she says, well, that was really sweet of the um, the interviewer because that she probably knew that would hurt that person's feelings. And I mean, because the inter- at that time the interviewer they heard what was going on and they and she said, said she let's said they're go saying, let's go right Brandon. she okay. said let's go Brandon instead of what was really being said which was you know not yeah. that and it it literally just stopped me in my tracks and I said babe you're right <laughs> and so to me that is an epitome and a world example through a child's eyes of what grace is grace that. These people are just kind of acting in a riot-type fashion. Let's not give them the ability to make this man, you know, be uh, called something ugly. Mm-hmm. Okay, whether it was true or not, that's not the point. Like, through my 8-year-old daughter's eyes, why wouldn't you give somebody grace like that? Why yeah, would yeah. you say something bad? So, it reminds me of two things. Uh, the verse is Psalm eighty-four, eleven. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from
from those who walk uprightly. A couple of key pieces there. Um, got to catch up with an old buddy of mine from high school a couple weeks ago. We're sitting there visiting. Um, he grew up in the church we're going to now. He's asking how that's going. We're asking how kids are going. Things you do when you catch up with buddies. And we're talking about our kids, which is just the thing you do now that you're an adult and you have kids. And he said, he said something profound. He said, if you will ever slow down, if we will ever slow down enough in our interactions with our kids, frustrated, happy, sad, disappointed, angry, mad, uh, disgruntled, whatever, and we will look at that situation and compare it side by side to the word and how Christ loves us as his children, he said, you'll never see your child's interactions with yourself again the same way. Yeah. He said, but you have to slow down enough and that's where the beauty of marriage and tag teaming and getting a break and all that comes in. The reason that I connect those two stories together is because we constantly get grace from our Heavenly Father. All As believers, it's just a matter of going, Father, I've sinned. This is what I've sinned about. And then the pipeline, the way I like to think about it, is back open for us to communicate with Him to the Spirit. Um, but the real challenge that I kind of want us to think through is how many times do your kids just almost freely give you grace right. with nothing expected in return and almost often when you know you don't deserve it. I have an eight-year-old who loves me and thinks I hung the moon and can also challenge me and make me want to pull his head off his shoulders in the same hour span and he comes right back to loving me right <laughs> when i have failed him as a father many times in losing my temper and if you think about my buddy who said mm -hmm. think about your interactions with your kids and you either compare them to how christ loves us or you think about it after the fact that's a pretty good metric of how we want to live our life there's no doubt you know our kids our kids are examples uh of of the way that Christ loves us and the way that we should love, um, and again we don't slow down enough to even to even recognize mm -hmm. it. You know, you talked about that example with Scout and getting in the truck last night, literally last night. Amy walks in the door. They had volleyball practice late night. I didn't get off. I didn't get home from the office until about six thirty last night, uh, which is rare. I mean, I usually get home earlier than that. So Amy had to take uh, both the kids to volleyball. You know, they're eating dinner late. Amy intentionally gets on the Whataburger app to uh, order food early, you know, so that it's ready when she gets there. And she gets there, and she's literally there for 36 minutes. Mm -hmm. And and the, and and she's she's getting really frustrated, rightfully so, yeah. you know. And, and she comes in. And, you know, you can tell when your wife's frustrated. Uh, yeah. She was mad. And, and you know, it was already like 8.40. Owen gets in bed about 8.25. Yeah. You know, and he's just now sitting down to eat a grilled cheese. <laughs> you know, and, and. Disaster waiting to happen. That's right. Yep. Amy's frustrated. Ooh. Amy and I are sitting there, and I can just see her kind of spinning, you know. And I'm like, you all right? Well, she tells me about the whole Whataburger deal. And, I, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's frustrating. And uh, she's like, 
Addie brought it to my attention that maybe it was his first day of work, Mom. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, gosh. Conviction. And Jamie was like, she's right. Maybe it was his first day of work. <laughs> and, and, and she was like, just Amy said, you know, the grace yeah. that, that Addison, you know, had in that moment made me realize that I need to check myself, mm-hmm. you know, and how big of a deal is this, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and it just, it's the exact same thing. And I'm reading a book right now and it's called, or not right now. I read it. I finished it two months ago, uh, 21 days of childlike prayer. Mm-hmm. And there's an acronym in the book best after every chapter best. And it's, uh, believe, you know, we're talking about prayer. Believe that Christ can do what you're asking. The E in best is embrace your childlike identity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why would a Christian author who studies scripture, like who wrote a book on prayer, tell us to embrace our childlike identity? So the thing that jumps out to me, that's a fantastic question, is I, I go back to where the Bible talks about basically never chastising our children or deterring them from their pureness. Right. You know, I don't remember the exact words, but it's pretty blunt. You don't derail a child. Right. You don't create anger in them. them. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they're so pure. And then like in my brain, they're just, they, they don't have as much worldly sin. Mm Mm-hmm. That they're wading through. They ha- yeah, they haven't been subjected to Which it. is why they can be so genuine and so pure and so loving and honest and graceful. And here's the thing. If they become something different than that, it's because it has been allowed or taught Yeah, as they age naturally or taught otherwise. Right. So I like that embrace childlike. And, you know, let's give a real-life example. I'm constantly thinking about how to make money. And the Lord has really been convicting me of, do you lean on your own ability to make money more than you lean on me to do what's best for you, whether it's a lot or not much? Right. Sadly, I don't want to admit the answer. (laughs) But it's been a conviction. (laughs) You know, and you ask a child, they don't have any concept of how much a dollar's worth. They don't have any concept of whether... We need this or that. They're just like, mom and dad are home. I get to play with my friends. We get to go to church. I get grant, you know, all these, they, it's that simple. Yeah. World doesn't start creeping in. Yeah. Or it doesn't seem that way, although we're we're born sinful. A couple uh, weeks before Christmas, the last, one of the last days of school that our kids went to, were in school before Christmas break. My youngest son comes and lays in the bed before school, and uh, I remember waking up to him sneezing in my face. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he had told us the day before he wasn't feeling okay, and that was the day that we realized he had the flu. <laughs> and so um, fast forward several days later, he has the flu, and I have the flu. And I hadn't felt that bad in a long time. Courtney had, Miller had a, a volleyball tournament, so they go to Dallas, and it's me and, me and McCoy at the house with the flu, just being miserable, just laying and watching TV all day. And I remember waking up that morning to hearing like, <laughs> like a chicken was dying is what it sounded like. 
Courtney trying to make McCoy take this medicine, Tamiflu, in the liquid form. I don't know if you've ever tasted it. but, no, but I've tried to give it. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. And it was a knockdown. I was kind of in a coma at that point, so I was just like, I'm just go back to sleep. Later on that day, I'm the one trying to give him Tamiflu. She's already gone, and he's fighting. I mean, literally throwing his head back. I'm trying to hold him, shove it down his throat, and he's been there. Ah, he's fighting and crying because it just tastes it tastes that bad. And I lost my mind. <laughs> I'm talking about worse than I've ever lost my mind on a kid before. Yelling, screaming like an idiot. Like, I don't feel good. You don't feel good. Why are you being like that? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and uh, it was bad. I mean, bad enough to I could see the fear in his eyes. And as a dad, when you see that, it's like, gosh, dog it. Yes. You know, feels terrible. It's awful. And uh, he goes to his room, and I calm down. And 30 minutes later, I go in there, and I'm like, buddy, I'm really sorry. You know, I know that hurt you, and I know that scared you. And I'm going to do my best not to ever let that happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, it's okay, Dad, I forgive you. <laughs> and it was done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and that is, that's how the Lord forgives us. Mm-hmm. That's how we need to forgive other people. Like you it's, hurt me bad. It's that childlike identity. Yeah, you know, it is. They 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 forgive. They give grace. Immediate. It's mm-hmm. not. I have to conjure up this. Well, let me tell you something. Courage. How you could have handled the situation differently, right? And, you know, it's, no. it's it's immediate. And and the prayers that they pray. They're, they believe them. They there's no question as mm-hmm. to whether or not God can answer that prayer. Mm-hmm. It's a, it is a it, childlike they, faith. Yeah, yeah. They know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So, uh, you know, just to finish the acronym for those of you that are, yeah, uh, you, know, uh, you know, I love acronyms. Believe, yeah. believe, embrace your childlike believe identity. Believe that Christ can answer your prayers. Embrace your childlike identity. Specify your request to the Lord. Be specific. And then trust that he will hear you and that he will do what's best with your request. That's good. Yeah. Appreciate y'all joining us today. Hit those buttons at the bottom. Help us reach more people for Jesus. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.